Our guy Chris Lowe about to check in. Chris Lowe from ESPN.com, national college football writer. Chris, 15 years ago today, the world ended in the SEC, except for one program. Except for everywhere but Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody's gotten some shrapnel, uh, but uh, it's it's hard to imagine. It. And you put it, like, your tweet was great. The 14 years prior to Nick Saban, one SEC title. 15 years uh, since, eight SEC titles, six national championships, and here we sit as he tries to win number seven. Just, uh, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, crazy. I was talking to some people at ESPN earlier today, Brent, and I know I'm dating myself here, but in my lifetime, I think it's the great. It's certainly if they win Monday, I think it's the greatest sports college sports dynasty in my lifetime. And I'm old enough to remember John Wood and UCLA. In fact, I remember watching in 1974 when NC State and David Thompson took Bill Walton and the Bruins down. And I remember my dad saying, "You know, I don't know if there ever, there'll ever be a dynasty like that in college sports." Um, I think Saban and Alabama have a chance to surpass them when you look at what they've done. And they've done it during a time when the rest of the SEC has been great. I mean, you, you look at, if well, if Georgia beats Bama, that's five different SEC teams that would have won a title in the last, what, 15 years, mm-hmm. 16 years, if you go back to Florida's national title in 08. So it's not like they've just been the one dominant force in the SEC. Auburn's won a championship. Florida's won a couple. LSU's yep. won one. Um, so other teams have been really good, and yet they've just continued to separate themselves from everybody else. And, you know, the other thing, look at how many changes he's had on his coaching staff yeah. over the last decade. I mean, they, they come and they go. Um, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, strength coaches, and no matter who he gets in there, they just continue to sort of plug along and win at that same clip. So clearly he's the guy. He's he's the engine. And, um, you know, I think he's 70 going on about 42. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, it's amazing to think just back, you know, like a month to six weeks ago, and, and this team struggling to beat LSU. This team struggling through over two overtimes to beat Auburn. And here they sit again. This time, again, as an underdog to Georgia. So, you know, Nick Saban will throw out that rat poison thing, but I'm, I'm currently going on the reverse rat poison because I think, I think the, the narrative this week will be don't bet against Saban. You learned your lesson. Don't do it. Alabama's going to win this game. And, and so even though Georgia's the favorite, I think it's a reverse rat poison thing going here. Yeah. Well, in Georgia, you, if you just, if you're sitting at the blackjack table right now and you're playing the odds, the odds are that no team, not just Alabama, is going to be able to beat a team as talented as Georgia twice in a month, right? It just there's just the odds against that are pretty long. But then you say, well, wait a minute, the guy coaching the other team just happens to be Nick Saban, and so you know all odds go out the window. I, Bama is uh, Bama played its best game in Atlanta against Georgia. Uh, they played pretty well against Cincinnati, but they didn't just dominate that football game. Georgia will be ready to play. I think Georgia will certainly uh, do some things differently. They'll come at them from some different ways. I think you'll see them try to pressure Bryce Young differently than they did in that first game. But still, these stages, these kind of games, he's got over a week to prepare. Um, I've I've seen this movie enough to know that I'm sure not going to bet against Nick Saban.
I was about to say, CeeLo, you almost confused me, man. I was going to say, you, don't, start, don't get on here and start making no sense, man. I, that ain't what I want you to do. I was, I was almost ready to flip and say Georgia would get it done, man. But I did learn my lesson the first time, man. And I, I just don't think it can be done like that, especially on this stage. I think it's more, more likely to happen in the regular season like Jumbo got him than on this stage when he got time to prepare yeah, and that's and that's why it's the way I say when you got this much time and mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think back to all the games they played in championship format, and this might be as talented a team, certainly the best defense they played against. But you know, as soon as I say that, I think about that LSU defense in 2011. That defense was loaded, man. Yeah. I mean, they had they had guys going to the pros at the gills in that game. But now remember, LSU on offense was terrible. Was that that 9-6 game? Well, and then they played again in the Superdome Yeah, mm-hmm. for the championship, right. and that game was like 9 to nothing forever. And, <laughs> and and both teams were just loaded on defense. The game's changed so much since then, though, the, the way the game is played. Uh, but I think Georgia, certainly in their front seven, are as good as anybody Alabama has faced in the championship game, in a championship format. Uh, they don't have tra- – you know, Clemson carved him apart that year when Trevor Lawrence was, you know, was was slinging it down the field. Now Stetson Bennett ain't Trevor Lawrence, uh, but I, you know, going back to what Slay said, man, it's you, they're just so good on these stages with Saban getting his team ready to play. Uh, I think the fact that they both seen each other, they both know each other. You know, Kirby knows Nick, Nick knows Kirby. They their defenses are the same type of deal. Uh, I think it gets to me. I think it gets down to this. Can Georgia find a way to pressure Bryce Young and get him out of his rhythm? Because they couldn't the last time, you know, which means Bama's going to have to play really well up front again. I think the second thing is if this game gets into the third quarter, late in the third quarter, and it's a close game and it could go either way, at that point, does it start to creep into Georgia's mind, Kirby Smart's mind, the rest of that Georgia staff's mind? Okay, here we go again. Here, here we go again. You know, we've been down this road a bunch of times, and saving Alabama finds a way to get it done. Does it become a mental type thing? It's like you played yeah. at a high level. When, yeah. when you lose over and over again, and you know you're good. Yep. I mean, I go back to those Florida-Tennessee Florida, Alabama, Florida mm-hmm. games in the 90s, football, when, when Tennessee was stacked but just could not get over the hump with Florida. Is it going to be the same way with Georgia and Alabama? Georgia's winning this football game. I'm telling you right now. What? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Jordan I'm telling you, Kirby game. outthinks himself and coaches way different than he normally coaches when he's playing Nick yeah. Saban. It's almost like not this time, Babs. It's almost like he's got the yips <laughs> against Saban. Oh, I tell you what, Babs. I'll say this, and, and I'm not ready to make a prediction. I, I'm leaving Friday to go to Indianapolis, so we'll 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 talk maybe at some point later this mm-hmm. week. If Kirby does lose this game, and I don't want to just say Kirby, if Georgia loses this game. It's going to be a long offseason. It will be. That's for sure. Hey, real quick, on It'll the way out. It'll be a long, Shoot. rocky offseason. And think about how much the script flips. You've got a Georgia team that was number one the entire season. You're talking about a generational defense. You're talking about a team that was clearly the, the, the cream of the crop, Georgia. And then you go from that to they lost twice to Alabama in a month, and you're going to lose a lot of that defense. Now, they're still going to be good. Georgia's going to be really good next year. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that defense is going to go pro. Think how quickly the narrative changes from what it was, say, a month and a half ago to what it will be like this offseason if Georgia can't get it done 
next Monday in Indy. We got like 20 seconds left, Chris. On the way out, where do you think Caleb Williams, uh, Oklahoma quarterback who hit the transfer portal today, ends up? USC, Georgia, Oklahoma. Mm. Top three. <laughs> yeah, I wow. thought you might throw Lane Kiffin in Ole there. Ole Miss? Chris. No Ole Miss in there? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't throw him out of the completely out of the equation, but I just think, you know, USC with Lincoln being there and, mm-hmm. and Georgia's going to need a quarterback. Uh, and I, I wouldn't rule out Oklahoma either because I think Jeff Levy is a terrific he quarterback is. coach and yep. OC. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. I see low. All right. See you guys. Happy, right. New, Year, big guy. Happy New Year. At CeeLo. Yes. Happy New Year, yeah. you guys.